Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome back to Catalyst Conversation. And we are back with Brittany with part two. And so if you listened to her last week, we did a super deep dive on religion and life and all the things I love to talk about. But the real reason why I wanted Brittany to come on the pod is because she is a part of a band that I love and I have recently fallen in love, fallen in love, there we go, with indie music. And at first, okay, before I go into what indie music is, what is indie music? Oh, indie music is just independent from a label music. Mm. So it means that you're releasing it without, I feel like I'm far from the microphone. Um, it means that you're releasing it without um, a label. That's, mm-hmm. that's all that it has meant traditionally. Mm-hmm. But indie's kind of taken on its own thing in the past 10 15 years yeah, like it's, it's a vibe now it's like a it's like a really much of vibe like every time i yeah. listen to like indie music now i'm just like okay i feel i feel like i'm like fuck the system that's cool yeah you know it just by nature uh is uh, outside of the system yeah um are you talking about indie music would you describe bloom as indie yeah sounding that's yeah. cool yeah see it's hard it's almost like you know you can't see yourself you know like mm-hmm. we, you think you know who you are but like other people see you yeah. <laughs> differently yeah, yeah, yeah i wouldn't describe us as indie because i'm so like oh it's pop music but mm-hmm. it's indie pop really yeah you know and and then when i look at indie music like i i look at it from the fact that you have complete autonomy over your shit and yeah. and like i vibe with that so Let's like see. i because like i also like i like I, I will be like oh this is indie and everyone's like no that's not indie i was like no they're independent they're indie i love them download their music (laughs) (laughs) or stream it a stream yeah yeah so so how did you get into this because one you're in new brunswick and actually new brunswick has a very impressive um indie scene that i i just recently tapped into that i did not know was here like i feel like a fanboy driving around this province listening to to bands oh that's so nice um so like how did you get into it and how like what is the state of new brunswick indie music oh man okay so how did i get into music in general music in general okay so um for those of you who have listened to the last podcast you (laughs) would know that i grew up um intensely religious Mm -hmm. and so um music was old hymns from like the eight like the 1800s legit legit Mm. words i don't even know what they mean we would sing with no piano Uh, no piano only at certain services anyway it was very weird weird rules um but yeah so music wasn't really much of a thing but we had this we did have a piano there and for certain services we had this incredible jazz piano player that Ooh. would play for like the children's service mm-hmm. and he was he was just off the wall talented like mm-hmm. he would play with his eyes closed and he'd he'd go all over the place he'd oh, be up and down like, there we go it was just it was amazing to mm-hmm. watch him and so i had this kind of i think jazz and i guess kind of blues influence Ooh. from a young age that disney soundtracks and video games were all of my Okay. Those were my influences okay. because I was pretty sheltered okay. and I wasn't um, allowed to listen to a lot of music. So I loved pop. I remember loving the Spice Girls. Okay. And this is a hilarious story, but I found out what sex was because of the Spice Girls because I had I had been at a birthday party. We were all jumping on my friend's bed listening to... So I'll tell you what I want, but anyway, I won't do it because we make it copyright, copyrighted or something. Yeah, but please don't do that. Anyway, um, I loved it, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Mom, I want to get this album," and she was like, "You can't have it," and I said, "Why?" And I, I think she regrets this now, mm-hmm. so it's okay, Mom. But um, she was like, "Well, I need to tell you about like where babies come from," mm-hmm. so how I learned about sexuality was that it's wrong mm-hmm. and people sing about it in pop music and it's all bad. Okay. And anyway, so maybe that's, I don't know. I just find pop is like a really sexy thing. Maybe that's why I write such like sensual pop music. Yeah. And like, you know, that's why I love R and B because I yes. remember, um, I can't believe I'm like, 
R. Kelly, like oh, um, yeah. trapped in the closet. Oh. You remember those? Well, I don't because I was sheltered like so so much of my there uh, we go my entire upbringing. This is true. <laughs> like if if Spice Girls was a no no, trapped in the closet was bad. Now look into trapped in the closet. Literally called trapped in the trapped closet. In the closet was your favorite album. Oh, do my, you do oh, you understand? I do. How perfect that is. <laughs> <laughs> For your story. This is true. I was like, I wonder why I love Trapped in the Closet. Yeah. Yeah. R. Kelly. Is R- it, hasn't he come out to be like this a like, big terrible no-no. Like, I know. abuser? I know. But and it pisses just, me off. Yeah. I'm just like, why did you do that? I know. Like, why? It uh, sucks. Anyway, but you still have fond memories with that album. Like, right. To, to this day, I won't do it now, but I could go from episode. I could So, like, there's different chapters. I could go from chapter to, chapter one to chapter five. No stop. Amazing. Yeah. So it really influenced you. It 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 did. Nice. It and it's like a very raunchy. He's a good storyteller. It's yeah, very raunchy, and I was just like, whew. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, is he gonna open up the closet? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So anyway, what were you? What was the question? Oh, how did I get into music? Yes. Okay. So, um, so that was my first kind of exposure to pop music mm-hmm. was like Spice Girls, Britney Spears. I was not about Britney Spears. Oh, oh a we have a outside. Yeah, <laughs> another one. There we go. Come your bike, sir, or <laughs> or madam, or them, or they. Uh, yeah. So I was really into Britney Spears, okay. and I remember, um, I found this way to watch music videos on Saturdays. I think it was Saturdays. YTV would show the top twenty music okay. videos. Mm-hmm. We didn't get much music, but. We did get white TV. Um, so I would fold laundry, quote unquote. I did fold laundry in my parents' room with a little TV in there, and I would watch the music videos. So I, like, Britney Spears' Stronger mm-hmm. is forever in my mind okay. as, like, this empowerment anthem mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so I guess I started writing songs when I was 14. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, uh, kind of referring back to the last episode, I had a lot of people controlling my life when I was a teenager and mm-hmm. my dating life. Mm-hmm. So one of the elders from my church had found out that I was um, like in a relationship. Anyway, he just said that I wasn't allowed to be in that relationship. Mm-hmm. And he essentially called the guy perverted. And uh, he said, you just, you aren't allowed to talk to him anymore. And uh, I had to Follow, I had to obey my elders because I was in this system and you had to obey them or else I'd get like kicked out of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went home that Sunday and I wrote this song called Take a Bow. And it was just me saying, I have a lot of feelings and I've made mistakes, but also how is this wrong? What Loving someone, how is that wrong? Mm-hmm. But anyway, here I am. I don't have any answers right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just have to keep going. Mm-hmm. And that was my first full song I ever wrote. Okay. Anyway, this guy was musical, um, and there was another person who was influencing me at the time um, to, like, maybe try to play guitar and stuff. So I I got a guitar and started playing guitar. Okay. Then I started playing songs at the youth conferences at church because that was the only time I could share music. Okay. was at youth conferences because we weren't allowed to share original songs on Sunday mornings because it was seen as an arrogant, prideful thing to do, especially as a woman. I couldn't have for sure as a woman because okay. women weren't allowed to like have any sort of leadership aside from teaching children mm-hmm. um, and running the kitchen and special events behind the scenes <laughs> none of those things fit me at all <laughs> so yeah um yeah so i guess i would share some songs at these conferences and people really liked them and then my songs got really honest and i kind of ended up singing my way out of organized religion over the course of eight years okay um, because I just kept being honest and real with myself. And in order to be a genuine artist, mm-hmm. you can't let people silence you. Mm-hmm. And as I was exploring who I was and the world around me, I was saying things that no longer fit with Christian philosophies. Mm-hmm. And until I realized I didn't fit in that world anymore. Okay. So that's kind of the origin story. Okay. One key moment was in 2016 when I met Dan, who's my counterpart in Bloom. Mm-hmm. Um, he was making, like, he was producing electronic-based mm-hmm. music, music, and interested in pop. Um, and I love pop, always have, mm-hmm. and everything I've written could probably be made into a pop song. It's just kind of the yeah, way I've yeah. been. 
I wanted to do that too. And I loved electronic music. So mm-hmm. we started making music together in 2016. And then that's a whole other story I can tell. But uh, yeah, that now we're bloom and things are going pretty well. There so, we go. Yeah. So you, you're, you're making a living off of this. Sort of. So, okay. Yes and no. Okay. We uh, are making money with okay. Bloom. Okay, shows. so let, let's do that. You, you're yeah. making money. Yes. And what people fail to realize is it's a cool, like, indie scene within New Brunswick. Yes. And um, as I said before, I'm tapping into it, and now I'm getting excited. So t- tell me about this this scene. Because, like, you know, you have festivals like Popologing, uh, Evolve, yeah. uh, Future, Future Forest, Forest, like now Area 506. Shout out to Area 506. I, I, I'm a big fan of St. John and oh. I'm a big supporter of Area 506. Yeah. You have all of these, um, I, I guess, um, Harvest Jazz and Blues. Would, yeah. would they fit in there there as well? What? Like indie music type? Um, somewhat. Yeah. Um, it's with some of the, those festivals. I mean, it just depends. There's mm-hmm. lots. I mean, indie music is it can be defined in so many ways, mm-hmm, but there mm-hmm. are definitely artists I'm sure who are okay. not yeah. on labels who get booked for harvest yeah. and stuff. So yeah. when when people think of New Brunswick, mm-hmm. they don't think about this music scene. And I look at this because I'm always about making money and you know opportunity. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is a way to showcase. Oh, like this is what New Brunswick has to offer, or like what New Brunswick has to offer. So, when you look at the the, I guess the industry, I'll call you you folks an industry. It is, yeah. Um, what makes you unique? What makes this? What makes people like want to come to see your shows? Hmm. You mean with Bloom specifically? Oh, yeah. Or with New Brunswick? Yeah. Start with yeah. Start with Bloom, and then we could go with New Brunswick artists. Okay. Well, with Bloom, um, I. We're doing a show that I wanted to see and wasn't seeing because it was just my taste. Mm-hmm. So my taste being kind of electronic-based pop, mm-hmm. um, kind of hovering around that. Um, I wasn't, and Dan wasn't seeing any shows on the East Coast. Not really that were like that. There were a few people. Um, like, I know Neon Dreams has been at it for a while. Mm-hmm. Rhea May. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. in Halifax. You mm-hmm. know, we're here in New Brunswick. Yeah. And I'm I'm forgetting and leaving out a lot of people. There's yeah. lots of DJs mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. doing amazing things. Um, but we hadn't seen that around here in our mm-hmm. local scene. And so for us, creating a live show that was like an experience. Almost like going back to last week's episode, like a almost like a spiritual experience. Mm-hmm. That you, you come away from. I want people to come away from a show and feel... That, that they not maybe that they've changed necessarily but that they've had an opportunity to step outside of regular life for yeah, a little bit yeah and like enter into a different mindset and love themselves a little bit and love the people around them mm-hmm. a little bit mm-hmm. and just feel this amazing feeling yeah i don't know so with bloom that's kind of what we always want to do so we've got the light show mm-hmm. lights are a huge vibe maker right mm-hmm. that's what you they, they, they just are. do yeah, we've got yeah. fog machine and sometimes it works well sometimes it doesn't work well but <laughs> <laughs> anyway um yeah we just try to have like a energy a good energy at the at the show nice. um so for us that's kind of what makes us interesting i guess is the fact that we're doing that um here um for new brunswick in general um i think it's it's a really strong music community and mm-hmm. it's been showcased by um the capital project have you watched any of those videos yet no oh, you would love them so okay. tim rain is a okay. local filmmaker and he's got this project it's called the capital project and he's putting out uh youtube videos of various lengths but a lot of them are like three minutes long some are 10 um about different New Brunswick artists and kind of focusing on Fredericton but going outside a little bit too nice. because he agrees with you and he thinks that like there's an incredible music community here and that it's where like he's what he says and I'll just I'll answer the question by kind of repeating what he says because mm-hmm. it's a little hard for me to reflect on it as an artist but mm-hmm. he's like the community here is relatively um, not like humble and there's like that little a little bit of that like Oh, we're just New Brunswick mindset. Yeah. 
that is just pervasive across all industries mm-hmm. in New Brunswick, mm-hmm. and it takes a lot for mm-hmm. people to get out of that. Yeah. Some people have, mm-hmm. but it's happening with music too. It's like, oh, no one's looking at us. But I think the fact that no one's looking at us is part of what makes us feel like we can do whatever, whatever we want. Which makes you guys fucking awesome. We do whatever we want. And everyone is their true, like I like to think everyone is their true yeah. self. Like we're being our genuine true selves yeah. up there on yeah. stage. And we don't have any rules. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't think anybody does. I've seen some wild acts around mm-hmm. here. And I'm just like, wow. Yeah. That has to be who you genuinely mm-hmm. are. Because mm-hmm. I would never have thought of that. Yeah. And you're being crazy and it's great. Yeah. And like <laughs> my my introduction to this was because of uh, Popa Logan and seeing like i i just like literally i went through an experience and like mm-hmm. i was with my my best friend and i was like they're from new brunswick like like they're from new brunswick <laughs> you were like so proud of it yeah, right? and i was just That's like this sweet. is this is like i i did not think that i was in like and for context but uh, popa logan is is in someone's backyard and yeah. I, I did not feel I think we can name them but oh. how do you say their last name i don't Sorry, Jenny. Uh, yeah, Jenny and Jenny. family. I, side note, I love Jenny and I love her whole family. Yeah, Jenny and united us, actually. She did. Yes. And she's the great uniter. Yes, yep. she is. Jenny is a bringer together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> great, but great human. Lo- so she runs that festival yeah. with her family. So. I love her family. I love the idea. And I did not think I was, like, I thought I was at, like, a, a rave in, like, some massive city. Because like yeah. maybe uh, maybe because I was at the front and I was enjoying my life, but um, the the quality was there, yeah. the sound was there, the yeah. lights were there, the the fog machine was good. Yeah, and it's a powerful yeah, machine. The yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shout out we to the fog machine. We love a good fog machine. <laughs> and the quality that you that you folks delivered on, I was just like, I can't believe I paid fifty dollars for this. There were some like really good acts yeah. at Pocolo yeah. this, this year. Um, they really grabbed like all the up and comers that mm-hmm. they could mm-hmm. possibly fit into mm-hmm. one night. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's nice to have people like that, like Jenny and her family, who mm-hmm. are, in my opinion, like champions of the music industry and of and of local artists. Mm-hmm. Because without people like them we wouldn't have a platform mm-hmm. to share mm-hmm. not really and like the venue owners like zach atkinson downtown mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. here at the capitol mm-hmm. is also really mm-hmm. keen to like give everybody a chance to show who they are yeah. artistically mm-hmm. and it's like if we didn't have those people eddie young's another one who who else can i possibly think of like just eddie young gave me my first show in fredericton he does roots and soul okay um music i think is the full name of it he books a lot of shows up at grim ross but he also does the living roots music festival now it's kind of grown but anyway just these are the people who make me feel like okay i'm not doing this for no one okay yeah they get they they believe in us and they are the one who connects us to the audience so without them caring about what we're doing Mm -hmm. um we wouldn't be fulfilled a hundred percent because there's It's very fulfilling to write music mm-hmm. and to have that amazing experience of writing yeah, music. Yeah. I love it. It's also like almost vital, I feel like, as an artist to have the other side where you share it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So anyway, those people yeah. allow us to do that. No. I love it. I so love that's kind of what I could say about the music community here. Mm-hmm. Still pretty new to it, to be yeah. honest. Um, I didn't really get involved in... Um, I did a lot of stuff online, like building a fan base online when mm-hmm. I first started mm-hmm. doing this in like 2015-ish. Um, I came into this industry from a weird angle because I wasn't a part of it when I was in university. Yeah, yeah. I was still kind of on the outside of it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But Dan's been involved with it for years. He's okay. in a band called the Bell Comedians. Okay. And they were, they were one of the key acts okay. um, in like 2010, 2011, 2012-ish. Um, when there was just this incredible scene at the Capitol, mm-hmm. just it was packed every weekend. Yeah, yeah. It was them and all their friends, mm-hmm. they would all support each other's bands. Nice. I missed all of that. Okay. Basically. All right. Yeah, but I hear about it. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, I love it. Yeah. So the purpose of this is to you know change the mindset. Like that's that's my slogan. So I have three things I love to say. I was just like changing the mindset. 
let's make public policy sexy mm. and the revolution is coming <laughs> okay so explain okay so these are the three things for the podcast yeah podcast okay. and like okay. i would i would be talking to my friends and i'll just be like um let's make public policy sexy or so what does that mean to you i love sexiness yeah exactly so my thing is so also side hat my background is business in particular marketing oh, cool. so love i that. love i love making money and i love selling stuff but yeah. however i love to do things that are for good like i am the definition of a social enterprise enter entrepreneur like that's that's Aha. that's my goal in life yes that's a really good thing to be mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. people shit on people who want to make money but the fact is um there are some companies out there mm -hmm. like that are amazing mm -hmm. that like rise for example who yeah. my husband works for mm -hmm. that are like certified b corp do you know about yeah. b corps yeah okay so they they like have to legally adhere to certain principles in order to you know basically they have to be environmentally conscious and they have to um, treat their employees with mm -hmm. fairness mm -hmm. um, and they have to be sustainable yeah and but they're they're a business mm -hmm. but and but their business is like teaching people about how to um, renovate your home sustainably yeah or to build a new one like that's such a good thing yeah okay so you're passionate about doing good yeah and being a business guy yeah, yeah. like i want to be um so i also this is another motto i'm just telling you all my mottos um <laughs> it's great uh, i like to speak things into existence okay so i i've seen it, it like at the end of the day if you want to achieve your dreams if you don't have your belief in yourself and you're not like you know pushing yourself through it mm -hmm. it's not going to happen mm -hmm. so i constantly say i plan on being a millionaire I want to be successful. Okay. I'm going to do this okay. um, because I want to be able to like give back, yeah. you know, like oh, I want to be able to like bring other people up and like, that's my mindset. Right. And I have a very good friend as well who came on the podcast. Her name is Kayla Johnson and Sweet. we have a joke. We, we go just like, we're ready to build our empires so we could like take over the world and like really give back. Um, so like these are, that's, that's like the mindset I have. But, yeah. um, when it comes to um, so making public policy sexy mm -hmm. is I if you look at politics or if you look at policy if you look at everything like that it's it's looked at as being boring like no one wants to no one wants to talk about it no one wants to look into it however the moment we start like lifting up the um, the the carpet of government and understanding how policy is created and being you know civically engaged yeah. that's when we're gonna start to see things yes but there's a lot of barriers right now exactly yeah. so like my whole mindset and I, I say this to anyone who listens is we have such a complex nature when it comes to government that mm -hmm. we need people in there that's like breaking it down making it funny making it sexy right. and just like I don't know making it fun like I like today I was at the legislature um, in committee meetings and I was just like I'm here because like I love this stuff but the average person would be like this crap is boring and so like my whole time I was there, I was like, how can I make this fun and entertaining? Right. Um, so that's why I say like figuring out ways to make poli like public policy sexy. Um, the mindset changes, uh, especially when it comes to New Brunswick, is like we've listened to the negative stigma surrounding the province that we just believe it. Yeah. Like, like I'm tired of hearing people being like, oh my gosh, you're still in New Brunswick. Oh my gosh, like why are you here and blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, oh, like my time here is tough however i see the beauty and the potential mm. and like i meet i so my i love to meet people like you know when i met you and heard your story and mm -hmm. i was just like i just fell in love with your part projects and your ideas and i was just like how can i just like help you or like you know how can i be involved or how can i support and um so like that's that's the thing where i'm doing now is like we're changing the mindset like we need to move away from being like so negative and just being like Ugh, either uh, it's either like oh like the person wants to take away from me so i'm not going to look at them or it's right. just like mm, don't want to help them because like they're they're lame yeah i think um i think we we need to start to remember what things about new brunswick make us proud mm. i've had the privilege the privilege shot shot last <laughs> podcast we were talking about taking a drink every time someone says privilege um i've had the privilege of working on government videos mm -hmm. um that talk about some of the reasons why 
we can be like hashtag and be proud right mm-hmm, that was mm-hmm. the thing you know my dad worked on that um campaign for a long time and there are a lot of really cool things happening in new brunswick mm-hmm. and the fact is we're really a humble community in general and people's even though there's amazing things happening like people could be working for this employer who's doing incredible things mm-hmm. and they're not talking about exactly. it exactly like there's a lot that goes on here and I don't want to, there's tons that I would forget, but the main thing that I think about is the cybersecurity is like a big upcoming killing industry it. and at New Brunswick it is killing it. Mm-hmm. And we don't even know mm-hmm. because no one's talking about it, but the government was like, Hey, like we should let people know that like, you know, they're, they were trying to get, um, other, you know, big businesses to, to invest in, mm-hmm. In New Brunswick, basically, um, to get them to, you know, uh, help grow our industry here. But there's a lot of people here that work yeah. in cybersecurity. There's just tons of companies that are doing amazing mm-hmm. things. Um, yeah, there's like, I feel like I'm forgetting literally everything right now. Yeah, like, but, but it's, yeah, that's the one mm-hmm. that I always think of. Um, it encourages me. I think if we can keep those key things in our minds, yeah. like, like, when you have that moment at Pokalogan where you're like, I'm so proud to be living in New Brunswick and to mm-hmm. call this my community, mm-hmm. that has like fueled you, yeah. right? To yeah. like go and yeah. talk about yeah. it. And that's, that's like, that's what people need. Mm-hmm. People need the opportunity to be proud of their mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. But also people don't go out a lot anymore. That's true. So they don't really see a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't know what the solution is to that. It's, it's it might having... take a while, but... Yeah, it's gonna take a while, and having these having these some may, might say catalyst conversations. Yes. Well, that's the thing is that we're all on the internet right mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. so people aren't going out, but they'll listen to podcasts while they're driving yeah, or yeah. at home. I yeah. listen to them like when I'm folding laundry mm-hmm, or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so or like getting ready for the day. Yeah. So here we are in your ears right now. <laughs> we're talking about how if you're in New Brunswick, you deserve, like you, you can be proud of, yeah. of what New Brunswick's doing. And yeah. if you aren't inspired by something that's happening here, do the inspiring thing. And create it. Make it. I mean, mm. for me, that was always a thing. When I was younger, I wasn't hearing music exactly like what I wanted to make. And so my solution was to make the music that I wanted to hear. And mm-hmm. the same thing has happened with Bloom. It was like, okay, no one's doing this here, then we're going to do it. But I didn't, it wasn't like I'm doing it in order to just do it. It was because I couldn't help it. Yeah. It was like, yeah, of course I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. And it, you just have to have a, like a little touch of faith in humanity yeah. that people won't mock you for mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. so vulnerable, but mm-hmm. doing something that you love. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. No, the, and, and then that's why I always say the revolution is coming because mm-hmm. we could either especially now with the height of social media where everyone's living in silos Mm -hmm. it could either i said we are at a pivotal time where we could go one direction Mm -hmm. and we're gonna see a repeat in history right or we could go another direction and be the first time in human 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 uh what are we history there you go Mm -hmm. where we can co-create a future that is inclusive that is like you know sustainable that is you know beautiful and all this stuff mm-hmm. um and that's the conversation that i would like to have it's like it's it's cutting out through the noise and just tell and showing the like showing the bad but also being like let's work on fixing that bad but also this cool thing is happening here mm-hmm. like why aren't we talking about this cool thing right yeah so yeah, that's great mm-hmm. well it's it's always encouraging too as like a lifelong new brunswicker to have someone like not be from here mm-hmm. and then be here and look around and say that this is valuable yeah because we like what we've been talking about don't tend to inherently believe that we have something that people want to see mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. buy into mm-hmm. whatever so it's i think you you have an advantage there because mm-hmm. people will maybe listen to you it's not like you're not like you know you're not like saying oh my hometown is is great yeah in this case you're yeah. saying you guys i believe in you yeah and it's like a really nice thing so yeah. thank you <laughs> yeah, I, I i look at it like i could literally live anywhere in the world mm-hmm. if i wanted to yeah i mean like i don't know if i could but like whatever yes say it yeah. but re- I'm choosing to live 
in New Brunswick. Mm -hmm. And that should mean something. And I'm not the only person who has uprooted their whole life, Mm -hmm. moved to this province, fell in love with this province, Mm -hmm. and now call themselves New Brunswickers. And they want to see a better future. And they want to show people who, you know, who live here that, hey, this place is awesome. Yeah. So what did you fall in love with? Like when you first got here, what were some of the things that you were like, oh, I'm in love? Hmm. Well, just, I would say, I would say the people. Yeah. Like I, like shout out to the Savadan family. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my best friend, Matthew Savadan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, he, like they came so when i left bermuda um and also like i love bermuda bermuda is my home and yeah. like it hurts my heart that i'm not on my island but yeah. it, it comes to a point of happiness you know okay. yeah um but when i came to new brunswick i i wanted to end my life like i i um like i really did like i yeah. had like i had come to a point where i was just like i'm just over it like the world hates me like no one likes me I'm gonna okay, die. Okay, you mean literally. Oh, like literally. This wasn't a joke. Oh, no, okay. no, no, no. Sorry. No, no. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, ha, <laughs> No, okay. Yeah, I no. get that. Yeah, uh, yeah. As we haven't talked at all about mental health. Yeah, but I yeah. do. I do get the, yeah, like, the suicidal uh, thoughts yeah, are yeah. a real thing. That happened yeah. to a lot of us. Mm-hmm. We need to normalize. Yes, yes. yes okay, yes. so when you got here, you were pretty hopeless. Hopeless. Okay. I was hopeless. I was like, I got, I, I'm here. What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And, um matt like and matt like embraced me and his family embraced me and Mm. i just bonded with them as a unit and Mm. i just started meeting other people and i just started hearing everyone's story and then it'll just be like yeah this place is great but like it's shitty and and then i'll be like okay i'm like okay if you say so and then i will go see what they said was shitty and i was like this is not shitty this is beautiful like, what are you talking about yeah like this is like look at it and then i'll be like no really look at it and right. they like no i'm just like how about you look at it from this angle mm-hmm. and then i'll be like oh okay so like I, the first was the people um and then it moved into the nature mm. um i'm very much in tune with the environment the environment heals me Mm, um so like the fact that i could be like today for example i had the biggest day of my life like literally the biggest day of my life i was stressed i was all this stuff Mm -hmm. i literally just went 30 minutes and i was in the woods and it left me wow so like that like the 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 fact that I could recharge in an instant mm-hmm. at an affordable, well, in quotations, affordable price. Yeah. Um, that, that brings me, but you know, that's amazing. That, that heals me. And then the third thing is I'm all about business <laughs> and I see the, the potential here. And, you know, because I love social entrepreneurship, the, the potential to do good here is, it's, it's so great and the willingness to and, and it's funny that people hear they, they feel like they don't want to collaborate but deep down they want to collaborate yes <laughs> i've noticed that. yeah it's just like oh i want to do this i want to be the first to do this and i'm just like how about how about we are the first to do this and then yeah. it's just like oh okay cool let's work oh, together that's actually for sure the story of me and dan making yeah. music together yeah. really <laughs> oh yeah i was like oh, i'm an independent solo artist mm-hmm. and he's like yeah but Apparently, you said it like a lot of times, mm-hmm. but I never really understood it. He was like, yeah, but we could collaborate. And I uh-huh. was like, no, no, like you're my producer. And he's like, but we could have a project. And I was like, well, I I don't understand anyway. And I would just like not yeah, think about yeah, it. Yeah. I didn't even think like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. this could be a thing mm-hmm. that's not. I think, yeah, we tend to kind of, I don't know. Why do we do that? Exactly. I don't know why I was so like fixated mm-hmm, on that when mm-hmm. in retrospect i don't know it was my it was music is tied to my identity right mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. i had to like have a big shift in yeah. how i saw myself yeah. and you have to be really picky too about who you kind of choose yeah. to like this is true. create this is true. with mm-hmm. right but you know oh, if there was I'm... anyone that i would make uh, you know life of music with it would be yeah. him because we have all this history and it was the incredible every time we started making something it would just be like this amazing i don't know 
This is, I'm go, taking us off on a tangent. I know. I want to go on this tangent because like, okay. we haven't talked about your other half in, in, in the band. Yeah, sure. Let's talk about Dan. Yeah. Well, this is his desk over here. So we're in our studio right now. Dan, I really love your desk. Um, he has the best desk in is. this room. It is. I'm really jealous of this desk. What? I keep trying to find ones like it. What is that plant? That is actually my plant. It oh. is just a, a Majesty Palm, I believe it's called. Ooh. Okay. Um, but it it likes light in the windows right there, okay. so it's Boom. it hang, it's behind his computer for those who are listening. <laughs> um, but yeah, so 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 Dan, so what what questions do you have? So, tell me the I love origin stories. Yeah, sure. So how did you first meet? Okay, so um, his partner is Alex, a long term girlfriend. Um, Alex and I, we like to say we we like sort of I hope she's okay with me saying this we were both very christian mm-hmm. uh growing up um really conservative and when we became friends we were like we kind of like went bad together but like we didn't we weren't we went out to the capital that was us being bad we got a little drunk <laughs> and laughed our asses off on queen street and our friends still reference this time looking out their apartment or i guess it was on york street looking out their apartment window on york street and alex and i are just like keeling over holding each other's elbows laughing because we were just having the best time ever oh. like i was told that that would be wrong mm-hmm, and evil mm-hmm. to be drunk and going to a bar but mm-hmm. anyway i was having the best time so alex and i bonded and kind of like left uh, that community around the same time um but i had actually met her um before like in a church okay but didn't really talk to her anyway so met alex uh we became really good friends um and she started uh dating dan and uh i really didn't know him that well um for a long time uh he was very different for me at that point his life was like the complete opposite of mine and so I just, we didn't really, we always got along and were like friendly and stuff. We knew we, each other made music, but didn't really like talk a whole lot. And I guess at our friend's wedding in 2015, I said, oh, I'm, I'm, I want to make music. I want to actually do this for real. And, mm-hmm. and apparent, apparently uh, he was like, well, I'm producing. And apparently I said, oh, maybe you should produce me. But uh-huh. I don't remember saying that, but okay. he, it stuck in his head. Okay. Anyway, so then the next year, um, I was doing a solo show mm-hmm. uh, in Moncton at a now-closed venue called Plan B. Okay. Um, Wait, Plan B? Yeah, Plan B in Moncton. Yeah, not the pill. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the venue. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what? Plan B is good. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Um, yeah, so I was doing a show there, and I was doing covers of, like, the Chainsmokers uh-huh. and um, a few other pop, mm-hmm. you know, electronic acts. Anyway, he was like, okay, so you're doing acoustic covers of this stuff. It sounds great. Your voice is like totally suited for pop music. I'm producing this stuff. He was like, you, you've just like blown my mind in the possibilities that we could have if you'll just send me a vocal track mm-hmm. um, from your old album because I put in, out an album at that point. Um, and he was like, send me a vocal track and just just let me work with it. Mm-hmm. So I sent it to him. And then I had a show in St. John the next day, okay. Taco Pica. And I was in that Aww. green. Have you been to Taco Pica? I love Taco Pica. Okay, so you know the famous green, neon green bathroom. Yeah. Okay, so I was in there listening to this track because over the next 24 hours, I mean, it was 24 hours later and he had it done. Mm-hmm. So it was my song, Tom Foolery, that I had written um, on my album and he had redone it. And I was, like, listening to it on my phone, just, like, through the speaker in that bathroom. And I couldn't believe how it sounded. Mm -hmm. It was just, like, I didn't know that I could sound like that. And the difference was electronic music production. Nice. That vibes with me really well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even back then, I didn't even realize that it was, like, what I sounded good doing. Because I was kind of, like... I was like, I love it, but also this isn't who I am, but also I love it. <laughs> so I was like really fighting it. I had yeah, a huge identity yeah, crisis yeah, with all yeah, of this. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how it got started. Then it was blowing my mind. And then I, I remember one night I recorded 17 dem- vocal demos for him, mm-hmm. sent them all to him. He was like sending them back to me at like two in the morning. And I was waking up because I was so excited. And we were just like, we were just, we were like, oh my God, this is going to change 
our lives. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just have that feeling yeah. about things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is cha- going to change my life. At the time, I was doing a social work job okay. for a not-for-profit. Mm-hmm. And um, I was already planning to quit, but this was the final thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is. I need a life where I can be creative mm-hmm. more often. and Because this is a thing that I could actually do and make even just a little bit of a living off yeah. of, which is what's starting to happen now mm-hmm. or is going to be happening for the next few years, I, I believe. So I was just like, yeah, I think I have to do this. So I left that job, sold the house that I had, um, lived with my in-laws for five months okay. well, until we got a new house. That was a humbling experience, okay. trying to move into an adult an adult's house <laughs> who already has all their habits and everything, mm-hmm. right? Um, but all in the name of music, you there know? You go. Bless my partner jordan's heart because he was just he's been super supportive of all of this he's been like yes this sounds amazing you have to do it we're doing whatever it takes nice to make this happen yeah yeah he's like an incredible human oh my god yeah he's an amazing person he plays guitar too so he gets it he doesn't like do it publicly a whole lot okay I'm yeah. like a closeted romantic and oh, yeah. that just like warms my little heart. I'm coming out of the romantic closet. I am obsessed with romance. Oh. I I, I am. I I've am. come to realize this. I am too. Yeah. Oh yeah. I See, write it's great. I write handwritten letters. Ah! <laughs> You're like classically romantic. I, I'm just I know. romantic in like like I don't know, songwriting. I guess that's also pretty classic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm just like I write letter like literally I'll be like one month in and just like I'm gonna write you a letter. <laughs> You're like, look at my beautiful dude cursive handwriting. I do and Can I they ha- read it? Because people can't read that anymore. Oh they they can do they can read it and I also had the ink to close the envelope. Like the, the, the wax. Really? Yeah. I'm real bougie. <laughs> <laughs> you are. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's great. Oh my gosh, this is I'm glad I met you. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we met you. We definitely have a lot in common. Yeah. So, as for coming to the end, tell me, my, this is my last question, how can someone get involved with, with so, no, I don't want to ask that. If someone who has a passion, mm-hmm. what should they do? A passion in general? Like, yeah. Anything? Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Um, I... I want to say, I don't know, because my whole life I've been a passionate person, so I mm-hmm. don't know how to not pursue something I'm passionate about. Yeah. I'm not one of those people that can work a job that they don't, like that I can just stick with something every day that I spend most of my time on that I'm not that interested in. Mm-hmm. I just I just can't do it. It actually led to a really intense depression, Okay. Um, which is all part of my music story too, but... Um, so, but following this life of music making has helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and just being creative in general, right? Okay. So, so if you're passionate about something, I think it's important to be smart about it. Okay. Um, I think educate yourself about whatever industry it is that you're interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, and find your people mm-hmm. that you can share skills with because mm-hmm. don't be kind of proud like I was and think that I mean I didn't realize I was doing this mm-hmm. but I was you're we're stronger together humans are wired for community mm-hmm. we're you don't achieve anything on your own mm-hmm. right I know that personally from mm-hmm. my music experience mm-hmm. so finding your community of people that you feel safe with and that you can trust mm-hmm. it's a big thing and sharing skills. Okay. So like, yeah, do your research. Don't rush things. Don't do what I did. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to your friends who tell you not to rush things. Dan was Dan's like the most patient person in the world. Oh. Uh, and it's it's um, allowed us to launch Bloom at a good time instead of at the time that we were most excited about it, which would have been, well, I mean, Bloom wasn't a thing until 2017, but mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think you, you have to get people around you who balance out your, your skills and yeah, don't, don't rush things. Just wait for the right time. I kind of go by intuition. I think a lot of creative people are intuitive probably. And, um, 
I just try to use my intuition, which is just my brain basically saying all these little things adding up in the background, gathering information from the past and putting it together and going, okay, this is, this sounds like the thing that I should do or Mm -hmm. that I should hold back or, you know, and, uh, I guess also don't do it to be, don't do a a passion to be famous Mm -hmm. because it's empty. Yeah. Um, or, or to, or to be, um, Man, this is a really tough thing to explain. When I needed music, when I needed to do it in order to be happy, it I wasn't happy. I was okay. making myself miserable. Uh-huh. But when I just accepted that I like music and no matter like what sorry, when I needed to be uh like a famous artist, not for the fame, but mm-hmm. for the mental achievement that that yeah. would mean. Yeah. It meant an achievement, and I needed to achieve that to mm-hmm. feel that I could value myself. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, also I wanted to influence people in a positive way. Yeah. But um, when I needed that, it was like, it just brought me down because mm-hmm. that you can't control if that happens. Yeah. But when I accepted that I love music, so as long as I get to make it, um, I'm okay. Yeah. Literally, as long yeah. as I get to make it. I, and if I get to share, it's even better. I feel you. I, yeah. I definitely feel you. That's my journey with this. It's, yes. uh, I love to talk and I love to to hear people's stories. And it's like, I, I always made the joke. It's just like, if any two people listen to this, I'm going to keep on doing it because I love that. I, like this right here, being in the moment in time. Mm hmm. I'm going to remember this and like this makes me happy and like now I'm understanding a d- different viewpoint um, on life through your eyes so sweet I love it too and yeah. you're a great podcast host oh thank you you sound like you've done this for years and this is a new project this is a new project this is definitely a new project however I I've always wanted to do it mm-hmm. I've always wanted I have listened to radio shows since I was a kid okay I love radio Nice. And um, I was too much of a chicken to to go on a radio show. So yeah, it was just like this is a podcast. Podcasts <laughs> yeah. are awesome, and they're really um, they're a thing right now mm-hmm. that people are like realizing mm-hmm. that man, they're so great. They're like on demand mm-hmm. whenever you are ready for it. I've it's learned there. so much from podcasts. Mm-hmm. It's like changed my life. Some of the stuff I've learned just from a podcast. What's your favorite podcast? Ooh, favorite podcast. Okay, I love the ted one where the guy who created ted okay he dives in like the ted interview i Mm -hmm. think is is Mm -hmm. what it's called um he dives into subjects with people who have done ted talks in like a much deeper way so they talk for like an hour or something i've learned tons from them um other favorite podcasts (laughs) i've been listening lately this is one that uh well dan tells me about a lot of podcasts because he's one of those people that researches like the shit out of everything So he's he usually gives me good recommendations. Um, the Conan Conan O'Brien needs a friend. Mm-hmm, Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's one of, of uh, uh, Nick Offerman and Megan Mullally. I think is how you say okay. her last name. Okay. Yeah. Hilarious. Kill, kills me. Jordan and I were like couldn't grieve. We were driving to Cape Breton on vacation. <laughs> we were like laughing so hard at it. Oh. Sometimes you just have to like listen mm-hmm, to something mm-hmm, funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's one called Switched On Pop. Nice. That uh, I learn a lot about pop music. Nice. Right from a couple writers and musicologist guys. Cool. Oh, yes, yeah. there we go. Yeah, there you go. How about you? What are your favorite podcasts? My favorite podcasts are um, the Armchair Expert by Dick Shepard. Mm-hmm. He does that. He does that with his voice. I've got to start listening. That guy is so smart. Listen to his episode with his mom first. Okay. And then it will change your life forever. Oh wow. Um, and then my two other ones are very much local. So I like the Femwonk. Okay. Um, so it's uh, from Katie Davy. She's uh, she's uh, she's from Fredericton. Oh. No, she's from St. John. Sorry. Okay. Uh, but uh, she studied here in UMB. She worked uh, for the premier uh, premier Brian Gallant. Oh yeah. And okay. um, she really do does like a deep dive in policy and like from a feminist point of view. Awesome. And then um, met unsettled. So his base okay. in St. John as well. Sweet. Um, I'm very much regional focused right now yeah. because it's um, like it, you just learn so much. I'm just yes. like, what? There's a St. John podcast that we were on as Bloom called Live in the Dream. Oh. Um, I'll have to send you a link to it. Send me that link. Um, he interviews a lot of um, people in the music industry. He did one with uh, 
think Area, he just did an episode on Area 506. Ooh. And the episode that we did with him, Dan and I reference it um, often in mm-hmm. our conversations. Like, remember the podcast when we talked about that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, this is why, you know, we'll just kind of mm-hmm, keep mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, conversation going. Nice. But uh, yeah, so that's a really good one uh, too. So, okay. There you go. Like We've done that. like a, like a ton of shout outs on this episode. I know like we sh- need to like tag everyone exactly in the you post. you get a shout out you, you get a shout you get a shout out. I'm like Oprah with shout outs right now it's great yeah it's good people need to know about what's going on and the people who are the movers and shakers around here and exactly this is it yep. okay so where can people find you where can people find your music wow you can find me around Fredericton, walking around, <laughs> probably trying to avoid seeing humans when I don't have my makeup on, which is all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think like for Bloom stuff, mm-hmm. um, you can hear us on like any streaming service, so Spotify, mm-hmm. Apple Music. Uh, we do sell our music for like pay what you can on Bandcamp if okay. people want to do that. Um, and then we've got a YouTube channel and our Facebook just reached over a thousand followers which was great yes. yeah and then we're at 640 something on instagram which is blowing my mind because i just i've never had this is another thing about bloom both dan and i have never had something happen like this where mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. there's just a growth and we haven't had to really we just do what we do mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. people want it exactly it's like sustainable because it doesn't kill us mm-hmm. we don't we aren't bending over backwards we just happen, we're just doing what is passionate exactly. what we're passionate about and like driven about exactly anyway um so yeah um yeah so where am i yeah i guess on the internet okay people can also you know find my solo stuff if they want to it's still out there under Brittany mcquinn okay and there may be more to come there that's we another go. whole thing oh there we go do you have like listening parties I had a listening party for my first album nice. and I got some really cool feedback. Cool. Um, you know, that's a good idea. That might be something that we should do. That's like edgy Bloom. and cool. I, I will. I've always wanted to go to a listening party. Maybe we should. We should have one here in the studio. Mm. And you can be here. Thank of you. course. No, you can't. <laughs> you can be here. No, you will be the first person to like be invited if we have a listening party because <laughs> oh it was your idea. But yes, we're working on a lot of music. And some things I can't necessarily announce okay. yet, but um, there's definitely room for for feedback. So okay, could be a good thing to do. There we go. Yeah. Well, thank you, Brittany, for coming to the show. I've enjoyed our two episodes. Um, it's okay. been eye-opening and exciting, and I love it. And for those of you who are listening, uh, peace and love. And before I go, make sure you rate and comment what you think. All right. See you later.